changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration to make you simply happy. It's Friend Friday, and today we have a particularly awesome guest, Ray Lewis, whose name you may recognize from his 17-year career in the NFL. He played in two Super Bowls, and of course, this weekend is Super Bowl weekend, so I thought it would be fun to talk to Ray about football, but also about some of the life lessons he learned from being a professional athlete. So Ray, welcome to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Oh, thank you for having me on, Amy. It's a pleasure. You know, for those of you who are not familiar with Ray's bio, let me tell you, this is one accomplished guy. He had a tough childhood. He was abandoned by his father. He was raised by his hardworking single mother in Florida. He's been through glory, but he's been through controversy and injuries and heartbreak and tough times, too. And so he is a guy who's really been through it all and has a lot of wisdom to share with us. He's widely considered to be one of the most dominant defensive players in the history of the NFL. He led the Baltimore Ravens to victory in Super Bowl 35 and again in Super Bowl 47. He was named Super Bowl MVP in Super Bowl 35. He's only the second player in NFL history to win both the NFL Defensive Player of the Year and Super Bowl MVP in the same year. He's one of the most awarded NFL players in history, and he's inspiring the rest of the world, too, by giving back. And a portion of Baltimore's North Avenue was actually renamed Ray Lewis Way in honor of how much he gives back. And he's a New York Times bestselling author. He's a frequent television guest, and he has a really good podcast that I just started listening to with Dr. Christian Conti. It's called Tackling Life. So, Ray, I thought that today we should talk a bit about the Super Bowl, and then let's talk about tackling life and some of the great advice you've been sharing on your podcast. Let's do it. So I'm going to confess to everybody, we're actually taping this a week before the Friday before the Super Bowl. And so Ray is actually calling in from the Pro Bowl right now. Now, I listened to the podcast, and I heard... At least when you recorded the podcast recently, you said you thought Atlanta would win. Do you still feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Atlanta. I'm a little bit biased because my uh, my nephew plays uh, for Atlanta, uh, defensive tackle number 97, Jared Grady. And so I've had him since five years old. And, you know, I've, I've you know watched this kid develop into this this man, this grown man. You know, he went to Clemson and had a great career at Clemson. And and every year he would call me week after week, unk, 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 let's work out, let's train, let's train, let's train. And it was rare, you know, for, for kids and, and, and people like that to come back to feel, you know, the type of training that I was doing at the time and going through. And so to see him doing this, it was it's like, you know, it's like me having another son. I'm watching another son going to the Super Bowl. So I was so proud of him because I was at the game when they actually played Green Bay this um, uh, last weekend. And it was just so awesome to see him actually, you know, get that chance in his second season to go to a Super Bowl. But when you think about the Atlanta Falcons, when you think about offensively, this would be the highest scoring offense of all time if they go win the Super Bowl. And I've always said that, you know, a great defense will beat a good offense all the time. But I'm I'm just sharing with you, Amy. I'm, I watched them just package up closely. What Atlanta is doing 
with their two back set, sets, what Atlanta is doing with Julio Jones, what, what Atlanta is doing with Mohamed Sanu, what Atlanta is doing with Dan Quinn's philosophy of what he has had at Seattle for so many years and now can transfer that over to the Atlanta Falcons to change the culture over there with a bunch of young talent. I think their oldest guy on defense may be 25, 26 years old. So they have a young, young future. But you talk about the many different pieces that they have, and, and listen, taking nothing away from Tom Brady, I think they're going to have to beat him, though. They're going to have to figure out a way to really beat Tom Brady. How do you beat Tom Brady? You have to really confuse Tom Brady on defense and not let him know that. But when you think about all of the pieces, I like Atlanta from what their ability is offensively to put up so many points and make people have to score to keep up with them. Well, I live in the New York area, but I actually live in New England. So I got to admit, kind of rooting for the Patriots. But I don't yeah. want I don't want I don't want to hope I don't want to wish anything against your your nephew, your honorary son, nephew. So I'm just hoping for a great game. Now, when you look at those two teams, do you think they're managed differently? Is there any discernible difference in attitude and motivation and how they get the best from the players? I think that, that, you know, you're talking about two totally different teams, two totally different kind of cultures. I think you think about what Bill Belichick has done so many years over there. And then we're, we're, we're talking about a for sure lock um, Hall of Famer in Tom Brady. We're talking about probably arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, if not the greatest quarterback of all time. You know, and then you're talking about a young, hot Matty, uh, Matt Ryan, you know, with a Dan Quinn philosophy coming in. There, I think it's his third year, third, fourth year now, you know, being with the Atlanta Falcons and bringing that philosophy from Seattle, you know, this this gritty, this rough, this tough type of mentality. And, and so you think about one side is, you know, the the wise old old veterans that just going to go about their way doing their things. And you got this young, new breed of Atlanta Falcons, dynamic player, Julio Jones. And, 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 and so I think, yeah, you have, you have the tails of two. You know, you got that old lion sitting on top of the hill saying, it's going to be hard to come take my territory. And you got this young lion saying, I'm going to at least come try you. You know, and so I think it's a, it's a great matchup for a Super Bowl. Super Bowl 51 will be, it will really be exciting because the intrigue of this matchup is really, it came, not only comes down to the quarterback, position, but it comes down to a lot of other positions that I think people rarely pay attention to. So what do you think the Patriots might have learned from their disappointment last year? What do you think they could do differently now? Well, I think, you know, when you think about um, just the maturity of getting back um, to a Super Bowl after, you know, missing last year's Super Bowl, there's always adjustments. And that one adjustment, that one, two adjustments, it's it's really small, Amy. It's like, like with teams like that, it's never really big. It's just one or two adjustments. It may be it may be an injury, right? It may be an injury to the offensive line, maybe an injury to the defensive line. But it's always something very small that they need to tweak to just to get back to form to say, okay, we're back again. Yeah, and we can apply these lessons to all of life. Now, I love the way that you and Dr. Christian Conti on your podcast take all of the lessons you've learned from sports where you have to have an incredible amount of determination and energy and motivation and be set on your goals. And you've taken all of that and you've turned it into lessons for life general. And I know one of the key things that you guys always talk about is setting goals. And we are still at the beginning of 2017 where people are still thinking about New Year's resolutions. So how do you go about 
setting goals and how can mere mortals like us who are not NFL superstars set goals and and set ourselves on the right track for 2017? You see, but that's the thing I think that 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 we never understand. That's the thing that sports has always did, right? Because sports is like like the schedule is like set. And so one thing about a, a set schedule, there's certain things in your schedule that you don't have to figure out, like the, the, the structure of what time we get up, what time practice, what time meetings, what time we eat, all of those things are kind of set. And so what happens with that is once you have that part already taken care of, then the goal oriented part comes easily because now you say, OK, year one, I want to do this and I want to accomplish this and I want to go to a Pro Bowl and I want to possibly be defensive player of the year. But life, life is the exact same way. Like if you don't have a set schedule in life, life will run you crazy. Like if, if, if because if you don't have a set schedule, I mean, the hardest thing to do is then to set goals, because every time you come, every time you wake up, every time you go to bed, you're always running and you run it and you really run the same race, you know, because there's a there's a fact to life. Either you're getting better or you're getting worse. Nobody stays the same. Well, that's so interesting. You, a, you are mm-hmm. retired. So you're retired now, but you're super, super busy. How do you set your schedule now that somebody isn't doing it for you? So think about this. So now, not only am I am, am I an old school person, I'm an old, old school person when it comes to this. I write down everything I do in every part of my day. In every part of my day. I grab a calendar. I write down every second. I got a meeting here. I got a meeting there. Who I'm talking to. Like I'm sitting there talking to you right now. I got a full list laid out right now of when we're supposed to talk, what we're going to talk about. Every one of them kind of pointed out. And so that's how I balance it out. Now, according, you know, with my, I have, I have an assistant as well, you know, who handles my day to day, you know, all the calls, all the emails, all this different. I have another person who helps me out in the social world who respond, who helps me respond to all these thousands, thousands of emails and requests and these different things. So you have to find people if you have the ability to help you reach your goals because you can't accomplish most of them by themselves. That's why CEOs and people hire people up under them. But let's say you don't have a a hiring team that you can do all of that. Then your hiring team has to be yourself until you create that infrastructure. That's why, that's why the good book says write the vision and make it plain. Because when, if you don't write down what your vision is, if you don't write down your everyday goals, if you don't write down your everyday failures, I guarantee you, you will repeat and stay in the same spot. Like it's like, it's like quicksand. It's like every time you move, you will sink. You will sink deeper simply because you haven't looked beyond to see what I need to do next or what's the next, you know, route for me to take. And that, and that's one of the biggest things I think people, you know, do is that we stay stuck in the same place too long. There's no way you can stay stuck in the same place too long because the world is ever evolving as well as life. And we're not getting younger. We're all getting older. So I think that the the true key to knowledge and wisdom, the difference of knowledge and wisdom is knowledge is actually doing everything to, to, to just gain all knowledge of any type of or a resource you may have. And then wisdom is the application of that. And that's what setting goals is. You have to apply everything that you wrote down, everything that you've researched, everything that you now know. And that's the difference of, of people who really achieve incredible things and people who don't. People who choose incredible things, I guarantee you, they are not only goal-oriented, but it's written out 
just like I mean, it's written out like the perfect blueprint. Yeah, and you know mm-hmm. what else I noticed? You you created a team. You've got your team of people who help you to mm-hmm. get through this very intense schedule. And I guess I mean, you're a team guy, right? Your whole career has been based on working well with a team of people. So you retire, you set your goals, you set your schedule, and you create your team to help you yeah. execute on your plan. So I love that. Absolutely. And that's something we all have to learn is to delegate, to accept help from other people, to be willing to ask people for help. And even if we're not in a position where we can hire people and pay them to be part of our team, everybody can get people on their team for free, right? You can reach out to people everybody and say, can. right, help me with everybody this, help can. me with that. People, are, people right. want to help. You just have to be willing to ask them to help. Yeah, yeah. you got to be bold enough to ask them, right? Most and I'm going to speak for men. Most men won't share their deepest pains. Most men won't share their, their, their greatest weaknesses. They won't share it. But a lot of, but a lot of men and a lot of what, what they, what they want to express is, man, I can't type as well. I'm not, I can't write as fast, all these different things. So guess what? Go ask somebody to do it. Go find somebody to do it. Like, don't, don't sit there and let your vision, you know, go, go down the drain simply because there is a skill that you don't, physically know how to do go get somebody to do it and so you know so people won't say oh my what about he got money to do this okay so before money came into play i was creating the same models when i was in high school college all the way through so this model for me isn't new it's just changed people i -hmm. love this so set a schedule create a structure that forces you Mm -hmm. to achieve and make sure that you get people on your team because they're out there willing yep. to help you. So these are three yep. great pre- pieces of advice for 2017. Thanks so much for talking to us before the Super Bowl. I really appreciate it. Um, have a great Super Bowl weekend. And everybody out there, thank you so much for listening today. I'm Amy Newmark. The next time we get together will be Motivational Monday. And we're going to talk about a very personal topic for me, the recent death of my mother and some of the practical lessons I learned from it that I hope will help you. Ray, thank you so much for joining us today. And everybody go to raylewis.com to see what Ray is up to these days.